Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time now for Optimal Health with Dr. Christopher Calape. Dr. Calape is board certified in family medicine, chelation therapy, and anti-aging medicine. Dr. Calape specializes in and has achieved fellowship certification for stem cell therapy. Dr. Calape's office number on Long Island is 516-794-0404. We will repeat that number throughout the show. Now, here's Dr. Christopher Calape. Welcome, friends, and thank you for tuning into the Optimal Health Program today. Hope you're all doing well. As you know, we're going to take your calls here in just a few moments. 1-800-321-0710. Talk about a wide range of different things. Have some terrific news. I've been working with a company that's been in existence for close to 10 years, and they do a variety of different things that aid the doctor in understanding how you may be doing while you're at home. And a great deal of things, as you know, over time have evolved to get better documentation, better information on patients. And for those individuals that have chronic disorders, and certainly Medicare patients, of course, being able to monitor a person's blood sugar, heart rate, oxygenation, blood pressure with a blood pressure cuff are critically important to understanding if a person's changing or evolving in a bad way. So now in talking with this company, we're going to set this up within both of my offices so that all of the Medicare patients that are already in practice and those that are not in yet can have this technique and these uh, techniques done to be able to really clearly monitor how their body's doing. So it's a great way to maintain knowledge of the patient, protect them from problems going wrong, and just gives a much better and a closer doctor-patient connection so we can see what your body's doing. Um, the monitors that are used are all simple, straightforward, covered by Medicare insurance, and enable us to have a better pace or understanding of how your body is evolving. We don't want you to evolve in a negative fashion or for your problems to get worse, and this is a great way to keep the doctor abreast of what's happening. Um, for those people who are diabetic, who have heart disease, hypertension, COPD, arrhythmias, all of these things, this makes more sense than anything else. And when abnormalities occur, the doctor is alerted within that same day, even within the course of a, an hour or two, and then we can take steps to help to protect your body from developing further or more significant problems. So it's a remote patient monitoring mechanism, RPM as it's called. So this is something that I like, I love, and we're going to start putting this together for patients so we can really keep a good detailed idea as to what's going on with them. Unfortunately for a lot of patients and doctors, and certainly uh, traditional doctors, they're missing out on information. And patients start to change, things get worse, but they're not aware that the patient doesn't call, the patient doesn't communicate. 
Uh, one of the major reasons that I do telemedicine is because it makes it easy for a person to be home and, you know, give us a call. We set that up in the schedule like a reg regular visit, and we're able to chat with you and talk about what's occurring so we know that we can protect you from getting worse. So uh, very, very important. RPM, as it's called, is remote patient monitoring. We'll be setting this up, you know, very soon. Phone lines are open if you'd like to call and ask a question, 1-800-321-0710, 1-800-321-0710. And you give us a call. We'd love to chat with you. Looking at some of the great research, um, we talk about the benefits of vitamins and minerals. Everything that I say is really supported by a wide range of different studies. And as happens every day, I get on the computer looking for interesting articles, studies, research, on nutrition, on vitamins, minerals, hormone correction, bad side effects to medication. So we're looking at so many different things. And I think it's important for a doctor to have the largest knowledge base to be able to use that knowledge to understand what's occurring within one patient, what testing to do, how to change that outcome for the patient. So, you know, to be a good physician, a great physician, you have to read and learn and constantly understand the latest research and, and literature. There's uh, great studies on calcium and vitamin D, and of course, this has been shown in, in literature for many years, helping to stabilize bone, decrease uh, fractures. So this is a big study talking about um, randomized, double-blind, controlled style uh, trial involving 27,347 women followed over the course of seven-plus years in the Women's Health Initiative. They were aged 50 to 79 years at 40 different centers in the U.S. Calcium vitamin D supplementation, 1,000 milligrams of calcium, plus 400 units of vitamin D was found to enhance the anti-fracture effect for bones. So, of course, if you add on character B vitamins, vitamin K, exercise, making sure that thyroid, DHEA, testosterone levels are normal, even in women, of course, because you need some of that to keep your bones strong. Um, looking at weight-bearing exercise, of course, looking at all of these things, you can really set the stage for strong uh, improvement in bone degeneration over time. So, and my other comment has always been, if we learn about your body now at an early age and we correct everything, you're not going to get the osteoporosis as you get older. It's a matter of monitoring and keeping all your vitamins, minerals, hormones, and exercise in the right zone. So, and we've seen that over time. We've had patients that have had uh, osteoporosis where as they're starting to develop that, we change the parameters, all the causes, all of them, not just looking at one or two things and not just using a medication and ignoring the nutritional and the exercise aspect. And we've seen some terrific results. So your body needs to have nutrients on board every day. You need to have your hormone levels checked and constantly corrected as you get older and these hormones are dropping down and you're losing function. Everybody sees and feels and knows that. So we want to get ahead of the picture and make sure your body's getting everything it needs for your requirements. That's one of the most important um, mechanisms or, or important process. Everything starts with a good workup, a thorough workup. And overwhelmingly when people come in, even before you say, hi, hello, how are you? Many of my patients in consultation, first thing I'll say is, I want the big blood test. So, of course, that's what we do. And if you're looking at 
more things and looking at more of what your body's doing, you'll be able to understand how to fix and correct. If you're not looking at these things and you're just throwing meds into the mix, it doesn't really work well for your body and it's not going to change underlying causes. So we have to be as specific as, as humanly possible as we can. Great research on vitamin B6 and adult depression. Now, when we talk about depression, it can occur for a variety of reasons. Of course, vitamin deficiency, hormone decline, is a major contributor to uh, depression. Low thyroid, low DHEA, low testosterone, decline of female hormones, low IGF-1. So we want to take a look at the entire mechanism. Uh, this study, and looking at multiple studies of people from 21 to 67 uh, years of age, Looking at a cross-sectional analysis, individuals that were free of depression over time, they completed surveys in 2006, 2009, and then beyond. They saw that higher vitamin B6 levels were associated with a decreased risk of depressive symptoms. Now, every vitamin is important for every cell of your body, every organ of your body, so making sure that these are in great range can make a world of difference. We've seen some people that are very low in vitamin D, and all of a sudden, get your vitamin D levels up, if they're super low, we'll give them a vitamin D shot in the office at the time of their visit, which is time release. It'll be able to give you your vitamin D levels and keep your vitamin D levels at a good range over the course of about three to four weeks. Using vitamin D orally, uh, roughly 5,000 units a day. And as the levels start to climb, people start to feel great. They feel good. They feel energetic. They feel happy. The anxiety and irritability has declined. And that just describes that. Vitamin D deficiency is linked with anxiety and irritability. So putting this all together makes a great deal of sense. Other people, and I have this conversation with people every day about their diet, what they're eating, have far too much carbohydrate in the diet. And the sugars over many years, of course, when we're eating carbs as young individuals and continue to do so as we get older, one of the things that happens is that you start to release more insulin to control the high blood sugars. So you're training your body to make more insulin, which obviously is not a good thing. And in doing so, the individuals will start to see that after the meal, they feel irritable, tired, anxious, in some cases, panicky. Sometimes they take a nap after a big meal. It's from low blood sugar. So this is easy to evaluate and document. And then changing their diet, cutting the carbs back, having small meals, maybe five or six small meals throughout the day make a great deal of sense. Keeping the carbs down, putting in good organic vegetables, organic sources of protein, and your body responds nicely. So correcting your vitamins, minerals, hormones certainly can work well for people that have depression, among many, many other things. Phone lines are open if you'd like to call in to ask a question. 1-800-321-0710. 1-800-321-0710. This is a live program. As always, give us a call. We'd love to chat with you. The website is www.drcalapai.com, drcalapai.com, easiest, quickest way to get to the website and see a variety of great studies, some wonderful videos. We'll have more videos coming up soon. We have podcasts. I did one on diabetes. It's probably an eight-minute video where I try to pack in all the research, all the statistics, and give you the overview of how we work with diabetes. Um, low-carb diet, exercise, correcting vitamin, mineral, hormone decline, and, and, of course, stem cell therapy to get your pancreas to bring more cells in that will become pancreatic cells that make insulin 
It's what stem cell therapy does. We have one on arthritis, uh, obesity and overweight, which is at epidemic proportions in the population. Unfortunately, a large number of uh, teenagers and kids are significantly overweight. So we'll take a look at all of those things and pop them up on the, the web. Okay, live show. Give us a call. Let's go to our first uh, caller. It's Joe. How are you? How can I help you? Joe, are you there? Yeah. Yes, yeah, how you doing? Great. Uh, yeah, my, my question today uh, uh, is uh, is on the ginger root. Uh, would be my, and then I have a second question. But I like what you said last week that when you look at these supplements, you're not looking for a one-to-one correlation with any one thing. That was really Correct. excellent. Excellent point that I never thought of. But, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, with the ginger root uh, extract, uh, that's one thing that they, some of these uh, supplements, uh, formulas that for the uh, osteoporosis occlude or, or relief of, uh, well, do, do you see any benefit for that as uh, one of the mm. things? I don't think there's a direct benefit for osteoporosis from the literature on, you know, ginger root. There may be some benefits for gastrointestinal motility, improving things moving through the bowel. Uh, that might enhance absorption. But, again, it's not as though we can say eating ginger will do this or will do that in everybody. Now, I'm a big fan of using more natural things and, of course, um, a variety of good vitamins and minerals and herbs, spices, etc. And I think if you wanted to use ginger and have that as part of your uh, diet or, you know, nutrient plan, I think that's fine. I just don't think you can take that and say, wow, I'm going to feel different or expect to feel different. For most herbs and, you know, vitamins and minerals, you don't get an immediate result of changing, you know, a symptom. And if B6 and zinc and vitamin C and vitamin D and many nutrients are great for your immune response, it doesn't happen overnight. It can happen over time. And then we could look back and say, hey, since you've been on this protocol that we create based upon your blood test, because that's how we can create specificity for nutrients, people will say, I'm not getting coughs or colds anymore. My headaches have gone away. My bloating's gone. So it's really a combination of things, you know, trying to change the underlying causes of a problem and adding good nutrients on board to help to support good function. And I make the analogy that if a drug company is making a painkiller and it takes a week before it starts to work, it'll never get to market. But they create and make drugs and chemicals so that they work right away, but nature does not do that. So I think it's good to have these things on board, but you have to have an expectation that is factual and realistic. You're not going to take an herb and all of a sudden say, oh my God, you know, my whole world has changed. But I like them as support. Right, and again, I, I very much like what you said about that one-to-one thing. You know, it doesn't yeah. have to be a total one-to-one correlation to affect yeah. anyone else. So think about it. You know, we're we're almost uh, how can I say it brainwashed to think that oh, take a pill and you get this, and take a pill and you get that. But that's you know been created out of the pharmaceutical realm, and of course, appropriately so. If you have pain and you have an injury or you have something occurring, medication needs to work quickly you know, to help you. And there are meds that are needed and are important for many things. Um, We'll give patients blood pressure pills because they come in, their blood pressure's out of control. But then 
once we get them to eat right, exercise, their weight comes down, blood pressure comes down, we get them off the meds. So you won't really hear many doctors talking about people getting off meds, but we do this, you know, with some, you know, frequency. Once we change the causes, then the meds may not be needed because you change the cause of the problem. Right. So in a way, it's it's like a red herring sometimes, these, these uh, pills, because of... Uh, you know, you become overly reliant on them and then exempt yourself from the exercise, maybe. Well, there's also, there are a lot of people who have a hard time staying with a restriction, whether it's a diet or staying with exercise, etc. And they'd kind of rather take the pill to change the blood pressure or the cholesterol, etc., than kind of do the work. And, you know, people's nature varies from one to the next, but... Um, They'd rather be able to eat what they want and take the meds and meds and meds, but they don't realize that they're getting worse and worse and worse because if you're unable to burn sugars and control sugar, like with diabetics, uh, even being on the meds, you will get worse, and people will progress to either plaque in the blood vessels, neuropathy, uh, you know, diabetic nephropathy, kidney damage, diabetic uh, retinopathy. So that's why I'd rather change the disease and get rid of it as opposed to you know, just letting it exist and you're on tons of meds. That, that doesn't really make much sense to me. I want to be able to excite people to figure out, okay, this is what I need to change. I'm going to do the exercise. I feel great from it. It's more reinforcing, rewarding to keep doing it. So that's the zone we want you to be in. Thank you so much for your call. Always good talking to you. Friends, this is a live program. Phone is open, one 800 321 1-800-321-0710. Again, website, drcalipay.com. You can see great videos, over 2,000 articles. Garden City Office, if you like, you can call 516-794-0404. Thank you so much, by the way, for all the emails we're getting through the website. It's almost uh, difficult to get through all of them, and that's why we ask you to leave your phone number when you uh, send us a uh, an email because some of the questions are hard to answer by typing it back. We'd rather just talk to you and uh, have a good conversation to make things easy to understand. Uh, once again, phone lines are open. Let's go next to Bob in Queens. How are you? Good morning, Doc. Good morning. Uh, Doc, I have a question for you. Do you think uh, there's going to be different strains of COVID every year like the flu? And does that explain why the CEO of Pfizer had COVID twice? in the last two months, and I'm sure he took every vaccination there was. (sighs) I wish I could tell you that I didn't believe that there were going to be more bugs popping up. But if you look at all the information and all the research and you look at, you know, what Fauci did and the money he spent on Wuhan, et cetera, et cetera, don't want to get into a big diatribe about it. Um, Sure. I think you'd have to expect that there are going to be more things popping up. You know, I don't think children need to be vaccinated, but that's what they're pushing now. I've heard something as well about vaccinating, you know, animals that we consume. You know, I just, I worry about this because the science is lacking. They say, look at the science, but they didn't do animal studies on the vaccine. And we've seen a lot of people that have had bad outcome to vaccine. So I'm worried. You know, this is not an easy conversation to have. Do you think it'll be like the flu, where it never goes away, and there'll be just different vaccinations? 
you know, for each. I don't know. We can only watch and see. I don't know. And again, I worry about it because you shouldn't be throwing vaccines out there to everybody, you know, without having really good studies on animals for safety. You know, I have a patient who was a very healthy gentleman, played baseball for the Orioles and had uh, two Pfizer's, a booster and a grandpa shot because his daughter had kids. And, you know, four months later, he's got Parkinson's and three neurologists have described. And this is fact that they believe that it was coming from the vaccines. Fortunately, when he came in and we spoke about, you know, the Parkinson's and we did stem, the stem cell therapy shut down the inflammatory mechanism. And he's 95% better. So, you know, we're, we're walking into waters and we've been dumped into waters where we just have to be very careful, you know, with protecting ourselves from potentially picking up viruses and things from other people. You know, we have to be careful. That's why we talk about making your immune system as strong as we can. To that end as well, there are studies on intravenous vitamin C inhibiting COVID, killing COVID, same thing with shingles and, you know, Epstein-Barr virus. And the stories that I talk about or tell people that I have patients over the 34 years that I've done this who have had flu or who have had a variety of different bugs, Epstein-Barr and this and that, respiratory infections, bowel infections, chronic cough. And once we fine-tune their vitamins, and in many cases get them on the vitamin C IV, and there are tons and tons of studies on the vitamin C IV, People start to say that, wow, you know, I, I had the flu, it started to get worse, I did the IVs, and it was knocked out. And a lot of people will say, older population initially would say, wow, since I've done the vitamin IV, I feel so good, they'll do it once a month, and they don't get their coughs and colds and don't get their, you know, chronic infections anymore, sinus issues, diverticular. So the vitamin IVs help to make your immune system strong. You know, if you look up intravenous vitamin C, and I tell everybody this on Scholar Google, there's over 490,000 studies on intravenous vitamin C. So it's not as though this is something that you could ignore. I mean, some great institutions throughout the world have been doing vitamin C intravenous therapy and the research on it. So this goes to show that it's something that does have research and it does work. So... It's Should all about learning about take, your body uh, and fine-tuning it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Should healthy people take vitamin, uh, intravenous vitamin C every so often? We have a lot of people that are healthy for all practical purposes and don't have, you know, major issues. But if we see that their vitamin C levels are low on their blood test and we start to put that together and do the intravenous, and some people, even though they're healthy, still have, of course, fatigue and aches and pains and a variety of symptoms. For a lot of them that will do one or two of the vitamin IVs and feel great with it, they opt to do it within some frequency. So it comes in different ways, I guess I could say, that some people will come in and say, I've got a little bit of a cold coming on, I don't feel good. They'll do the vitamin IV once or twice or three times, and that makes them feel great, and they're happy. And if that bug comes back or something else occurs a few months later, they may do a couple of vitamin C IVs. So we'll have a standing order in the office for patients that if they wanted to, you know, schedule vitamin IVs at any given point, they can do that. And the beauty is when we evaluate someone, which is the scientific method, make recommendations, watch to see how they're doing. Patients will document and give us feedback and 
write down their symptom, you know, checklist, um, we get a good, you know, partnership of understanding how your body's doing and the benefits you're getting. So that allows us to keep you in a healthy state. So yeah, some people will do them every now and then. Other people, as I've mentioned before, that are older in their 70s and 80s and 90s will come and do the vitamin IV like clockwork every month and a vitamin D shot. And that may be the protocol that works for them to keep them from getting their infections. And, you know, we keep their sugars in tight control, keep their cholesterol down. So we're working on creating a unique protocol for each person so that they can maintain and attain better or greater health over time. So Thank everybody's so different, much, but we want to put that protocol together that specifically fits you. Thank you, Doc. You're welcome. Thank you so much for your call. Great question. Phone lines are open. If you'd like to call and ask a question, you can do so now. This is a live program. 1-800-321-0710. 1-800-321-0710. As I say, everything starts with the thorough workup, the comprehensive medical nutritional approach. And whether you're older or certainly younger, and we have teenagers that we fine-tune the diet, get rid of the junk, enhance their ability. I've mentioned before many times we've had even 18, 19-year-old guys and girls that have had low thyroid because it's something that's occurred in their family, whether there's some sort of genetic defect or change. And as we start to correct things like the nutrients, the vitamins and minerals, we start to see uh, great results as we start to correct thyroid. You can see great results for burning fat, burning cholesterol, improving your hair, skin, nails. So we have to look at all of these parameters when that's the best way to keep your body healthy and strong and going forward doing better than you had done in the past. Once again, phone lines are open, live program. Let's go to Teddy in Yonkers. How are you? Good morning, doctor. Doctor, um, listening to the previous caller, my wife takes a vitamin C pill uh, every day, 500 milligrams. You know, she still has, she acquired shingles in last Jan- in January of 2022. Yeah. And the, all of the sores have gone away, but that nerve pain is still there. The doctor gave her some oxycodone. He said, take a half a pill. You don't have to take it every day because it's very strong. He told her yeah. to take ha- half a pill when you have a lot of pain, and he also prescribed gadapentin. So the problem is taking vitamins in some random dose is not necessarily going to meet your requirement. So typically, we have people taking between three to 5,000 milligrams of vitamin C a day, you know, one with each meal, sometimes two with each meal. And certainly for people that have shingles, you could look at research on intravenous vitamin C, helping to inhibit the replication of the shingles virus. I'm looking at this right now on the computer. A relief of acute herpetic pain by intravenous vitamin C. The dosage makes a difference. You know, intravenous is 100% absorbed, so you're not losing some to a decrease in the ability for your gut to absorb it if you're taking it orally. And you can't take a ton of vitamin C orally because then you start to have, you know, a looser bowel movement. Although some people use vitamin C to help them go to the bathroom, so which is a great idea. It's, there's no drawback or problem with that. And remember, in 34 years of doing this, I test everybody for vitamins, put them on recommendations, and retest to make sure that they're doing better and everything is perfect. There's a great deal of research of vitamin C as an add-on therapy against cancer. So the literature is there. We've had a lot of people that are coming in starting to get the shingles outbreak, and once we do the vitamin IV, 
it shuts down that, you know, blistering and that replication. So it has to be more specific than just taking 500 once a day. You know, 500 might be good for your gut to some extent, but once your body absorbs it, you have 100 trillion cells looking to grab all your vitamins and minerals and to use them as, you know, as a good fuel. So important to understand that it's, you know, it's dosage and frequency of nutrients that gives you the best outcome. Why do do many internists, and uh, when you get this vitamin C intravenous, what type of doctor implements this? Is it an internist? No, typically it's a doctor like myself who's board certified in anti-aging medicine, you know, who does this sort of thing. Traditional doctors never do vitamin IVs. Why? Uh, because they just don't think that vitamins have, you know, a place in maintaining your health. It's, it doesn't make sense because there are literally millions and millions of studies on the benefits of vitamins. Even vitamin D, I think, has close to 3 million or so studies on it because of the benefits against cancer, immune response, bone stability, strength, etc. It's just a different training. You know, they're trained to give you medication for <clears throat> whatever you're presenting with, and there's a medication for this, a medication for that, and that's why... You know, you see a lot of people on five, six, seven, or ten different meds. You know, I don't think the medication-only way is the best way to maximize your health. So that's why it's a different realm. And there may be no other doctors like myself that do this comprehensive medical nutritional approach. I've yet to see patients bring in copies of the same testing, thorough testing that I do. Doctors don't look at heavy metals. They don't look at, uh, in many cases... The vitamin levels, they don't look at the extended cardiac panel to look at the three different types of HDL, LDL. So it's just a different way of understanding things. I'd rather look at a lot and figure out how to change a lot so that you'll get that much better. And doctors are also not likely to talk about, you know, your cellular decline and how you're losing cells in all of your organs. You certainly can see that visibly, your hair, your skin, your nails, but Inside your heart, lungs, liver, kidney, pancreas, you know, gut, immune cells, brain, eyes change. And to that, you know, extent, as we start to understand that, and this is happening to everybody, you know, every minute, as we start to correct and add new cells to your body, you could repair your organs. And that's the essence of stem cell therapy. Look, so, let me ask you one final question. Yeah. What about, has anybody or have you suggested or told the, American Medical Association that maybe medical training in medical schools should be geared toward what you're talking about. Yeah, that's sort of climbing a mountain that you'll never be able to get up to climb. So it's been happening for years that doctors and um, individuals, similar to myself, have been trying to petition to get more training in medical schools. But medical schools have charters, and once that charter exists, they can only do what that charter says. You know, even the medical school that I went to, I tried to go back and, you know, give nutrition conferences and, uh, you know, try to educate. And it would be hard for me to get in there to try to teach stem cells in a course. But it's just not done. You know, traditional medicine is set in their ways, and they're not going to try to go beyond what they typically do. You know, most people would see and understand that. And honestly, the majority of patients that I see come in, they want information, they want knowledge, they want me to show them all of this. And um, they're unhappy with the fact that they're not learning much from, you know, their other doctors. 
The doctor didn't explain things to me. Doctor didn't say that. Doctor didn't do the testing for the vitamins. And some might do a vitamin B level. Some might do D. Some might do iron. But there's so much more to learn. And this is what, you know, I specialize in. And again, I don't know any other doctor, certainly, that gets up and out and does a radio program like this to talk about testing for vitamins, minerals, hormones, heavy metals, you know, all of this. I don't think there's anybody else that does it. So it's unique, but it's the most important testing you could do because it, it maximizes your knowledge of your body, and then we fine-tune to fix everything, not just to try to put you on meds. We try to fix things so that you get better. Right. It's, it's a shame that not a... Yeah, it is, but you can understand how things are controlled. You know, um, there are very big, powerful entities that control what happens in medicine whether it's insurance companies on one hand, whether it's uh, pharmaceutical realm, hospitals, you know, why does a hospital charge a great deal of money for even giving you an aspirin, you know, or something in the hospital where you can get, you know, 100 or 500 aspirin for the same price if you go to buy it in a store. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, difficulties in the, in the traditional, you know, medical realm. Doctors are not really taught how to teach you what to eat, what not to eat, uh, how to do the exercise, uh, what options you have in terms of uh, different you know protocols and things. So it's it's tough. The intravenous vitamin C would eliminate the pain from the shingles that she's having. Well, there are studies as I you know was just looking at and just mentioned that that's possible. So yeah, I mean I'd rather get the body strong and healthy going forward to be able to fight things and inhibit virus replication. So there's evidence of that in the literature. And as I say, I go on Google Scholar and will plug in intravenous vitamin C. That's why I said there's 494 some odd thousand studies on intravenous vitamin C. So I look at this all day long. You know, it's something right. that I use to build my knowledge base so I can explain to you something. And if you come in and you have A, B, and C and someone else has A, B, and C and what I recommended worked for you, I can now use that on somebody else. So... It's, always, it's a constant learning experience, constant, and a constant educational experience. I have to teach and explain to people, you know, what all this means. Is that covered by Medicare? Uh, Medicare doesn't cover vitamins orally. They don't cover vitamins intravenously. So for the majority of people that do some of these things, they try to take it as a deduction from their taxes at the end of the year. Mm. And remember, insurance companies are there to take your money and cover relatively little you know, they obviously make a great deal of money by holding on to the money and not paying it out. Or they end, and I know people in insurance companies and in the banks, they'll loan monies to the banks for a point or a couple of points over a couple of nights or days. You know, so, you know, this going back and forth thing is generating a great deal of money to the insurance company, and they don't like to pay out. They've become, quote, wise in for their own purposes over the years in restricting coverage. So... Look at some of the plans where you have a very high deductible and you have to pay for everything first, which is most of what people would do before it kicks in. That just makes the insurance company money because they're not paying out that first X amount of dollars. So, you know, I tell people insurance companies are there to, you know, keep their their business flowing and going. And everybody knows that they've been told that this isn't covered, that isn't covered. So it's a shame, but... That's really the, the, the state of events that we see. All right. All right. 
Thank you very much. Thank you so much for your call. To that end as well, and I've always tried over the years to see where certain insurance companies would cover office visits. If you have a PPO or a POS insurance where you're able to, uh, they're able to reimburse for things that are out of network. So we're working on that as well for a lot of individuals that want to come in. We have to look at their insurance and see whether or not they'd be reimbursed if we were, we'd be reimbursed, reimbursed if uh, we were to, to bill them. Over many years, what's happened, and fairly so, patients come in, we'll pay for their visit, we have the billing company send a bill to the insurance company, and the patient can get reimbursed within a short period of time. The reality is, is that they don't want to lose you as a customer, so if you've paid for a service and the insurance company is billed, you can get reimbursed quickly. Sometimes doctors don't get reimbursed for months or years or never get reimbursed. So that's why the whole insurance realm has taken a turn for the worse because they don't want to, you know, pay for things. Okay, phone lines are open. If you'd like to call in to ask a question, you could do so now. Let's next go to Vincent in Glenhead. How are you? I am terrific. Great. Question regarding the vaccination. Mm-hmm. When I was young, I had polio vaccination, and it prevented me from getting polio. Right. But this vaccination does not prevent you from getting coronavirus, so it's a misnomer. I yeah, think so maybe my- you... You must have seen recently. You must have seen recently in the news that Pfizer and Moderna did not have any evidence that the vaccine was going to shut down, stop, or prevent you from getting or being exposed to the bug or getting sick from the bug. So this is in their own research. So you know that it's not vaccination. What's that? It should be front-page news that it's not a vaccination. Does it not yeah. prevent you from getting coronavirus? Yeah, and that, it seems that the people healthy. who've had it that have been exposed get sicker. And I have a lot of patients that are proof of that. So, you know, this is not a happy situation in any circumstance. So, you know, I, I'm not here to, you know, pontificate or tell people what you have to do. I've never forced people to do or even strongly suggested that they do something if they do or don't want to do it. But you have to keep looking at information and looking to see what's occurring. So why aren't they for a misnomer? They're calling it a vaccination. That is not the truth. Well, I imagine there's a purpose to what's being done. So you have to sort of take that and run with it and understand why. This is going to hopefully reduce the symptoms if you get the virus that's really well, they how told us a lot of things that haven't panned out and because they didn't now, do enough animal studies on it they couldn't tell us what was going to happen so so it's a lie so the yeah. next thing is uh maybe we're better off getting the virus and curing us i mean the, well, look at every out. bug that we've I been exposed to you know any bug your body sees it recognizes it makes antibodies to it and IgG and IgM antibodies, you know, various types of antibodies are made. And then when the virus is done, as your body attacks it and overcomes it, uh, IgG antibodies will remain and keep propagating so that if the bug comes back, you recognize it right away and you have a better chance to attack it. Not that every virus is the same. They're all, you know, different. But, you know, for Epstein-Barr virus, most kids are exposed between kindergarten and college. And the first time you get it, because your antibodies have never seen it, you get sick and exhausted, and, you know, it's mono. 
But then when it comes back later, after you've already been exposed, you have some recognition of it, and it's not as severe. So, yes, of course, we still want to use the vitamin IVs to knock it out. But, yeah, this is something that will be a raging debate for a very long time. There are many municipalities that are firing people that got the coronavirus and saying, look, I don't need the shot. I have my own immunities. And they're laughed at and they're fired. Well, so uh, this is really uh, the government against the people. <laughs> yep. Terrible. Yep. It's, uh, well, it's, it's alarming, to say the least. Again, I'm not here to say what you should or shouldn't do, but I certainly will look at the literature and look at what's happening with people. So we try to give you as the best information that we can. All the more reason to try to make your body as healthy as possible so that you're strong and healthy going forward. Whether we talk about taking oral vitamins and minerals that will do that or the intravenous vitamins, etc., we want your body to be strong. And most of my patients, honestly, because they've done, you know, the, the good vitamin correction orally and They've done some of the vitamin IVs. Even if they picked up that bug or other bugs, they didn't get sick from it. And it was nothing. It was like a simple, you know, a simple bug or a simple flu. Keep your body strong. Make your body healthy. Keep working at that. that was, that's what will la- let you live a healthy, long, happy life. Thank you so much for your call. Phone lines are open. If you'd like to call in to ask a question, you could do so now. one 800 one Garden City office is 516-794-0404. Plainview office, 516-433-3232. The web is drcalapay.com, D-R-C-A-L-A-P-A-I.com. have some new videos coming up there soon. Um, As I mentioned, uh, podcasts on diabetes, arthritis, obesity, and overweight, uh, a few of them. And that we're going to continue to put up there a few more great results. Patient with MS called the office the other day. I uh, hadn't spoken to him in a couple of months, but he was describing how wonderfully he's doing. So we're going to have that video uh, set. For those that haven't seen the website, it's got a lot of great information. I think 20-some-odd videos, great videos on patients with stroke. First column, first video. Gentleman named Luigi, terrific, terrific result. Second column, first video. Janice, amazing results from stroke. Uh, Another gentleman, Guy, who had uh, knee and shoulder and hip issues, practicing jujitsu for many years, uh, did the stem cell therapy injected to his hip. And over the course of a few months, he was able to get back to doing the jujitsu and won his uh, tournament for his age group. COPD patient with terrific results, cluster headache survivor, a Green Bay Beret veteran with traumatic brain injury, macular degeneration, that's the third video down in the center column, MS patient, uh, third column, ulcerative colitis patient, COPD, diabetes, Alzheimer's, memory loss, and dropped foot, uh, Parkinson's, list goes on and on. So some great videos to see. And I don't know that there are other doctors, and I don't know of any other doctors who are putting information out there and videos out there doing the radio program. So we're trying to teach people as much as humanly possible. Once again, phone lines are open. If you'd like to call in, 1-800-321-0710. 1-800-321-0710. We also talk about different protocols for different things. So we know what works. And for example, we have a wound protocol 
where people that have wounds or ulceration of their legs or their back, there are ways to help to fine-tune your healing mechanism. Of course, that all starts with a blood test, looking at vitamins, minerals, hormones, correcting those. There are devices now that can be used where you're taking a rectangular device and you're placing it over a wound and oxygen is delivered into the wound. This is all done at home so that you can get some improvement in healing. Vitamin intravenous therapy certainly makes a great deal of sense. Also stem cell therapy for diabetic ulcers and wounds and even bed sores. We've done stem cell therapy intravenously to get brand new cells to go everywhere your blood flow goes. They set up shop and go to create repair. And we inject them around what I would call the crater or inject them around the open wound to create growth and repair. And that is probably the thing that creates the quickest repair because you're putting billions of cells in that keep dividing and dividing to create that result. So a variety of different things can be done to maximize your health. And this is certainly what, you know, my comprehensive approach and focus has, uh, has always been. Great research, vitamin C and quercetin are terrific in reducing oxidative stress and inflammation. Everybody talks about inflammation, it's a new buzzword, and it's important, but we have to define why the inflammation is there, what are the causes behind. In many cases, people don't realize it, but the accumulation over time of heavy metals, lead, mercury, nickel, cadmium, aluminum, arsenic, are things that will damage your body, and there's a great deal of research on it. So much so that we know cadmium is linked with breast cancer, Aluminum exposure correlated with Alzheimer's disease, and the list goes on and on. So vitamin C and quercetin helping to decrease free radical damage, which is what we call oxidative stress. And this can be done. And in this study, they looked at individuals who had high inflammatory markers within their blood tests. Using the quercetin and vitamin C helped to reduce the free radical binding and oxidative stress helping to lower inflammatory biomarkers, including C-reactive protein and interleukin-6. So um, proof that doing these things can create that good outcome. Once again, phone lines are open. This is a live program, 1-800-321-0710. Let's talk again about remote patient monitoring, uh, RPM, remote patient monitoring. And this is a process where for our patients, specifically Medicare patients, because they've been covering this for a long time, we can evaluate and have people that are at home either do telehealth visits and we could monitor a variety of things, including blood pressure cuff, pulse ox, um, different things to maintain that we know that your body's doing better over time rather than a lot of doctors will send people out into orbit and not see them for a long time and don't know what's going on with their blood pressure or their oxygenation or their heart rate, any of these parameters. So it's great to be able to have a company that can set these things up in your home and they send the information to me so we can make sure you're staying in the perfect zone. Okay, phone lines are open, 1-800-321-0710. Let's go to Virginia in Brooklyn. Um, hi, Dr. Galloway. Okay. I'm calling to find out what you think about the um, use of aromatase inhibitors to prevent breast cancer. Well, they block one mechanism. They're blocking the estrogen conversion. So that's only one part of the process. And so uh, 
to give you a little better, you know, comment on that, I think that when people present with medical problems, and of course, much more important uh, for cancers, you have to hit every part of the process. Um, I think that that medication may create some benefit, but you still have to make your immune system strong. You have to make sure your vitamin levels are good because if your vitamin D levels are low, your cancer risk is higher. And when your vitamin D levels are high, close to the 100 range, your cancer risk is lower. That's one nutrient. Vitamin C has been done intravenously to help make your immune system strong to quadruple killer cells. Uh, if you look at intravenous vitamin C therapy under Google Scholar, there are 490 plus thousand studies on it. Some of them talk about, and a lot of them talk about, inhibiting cancer. I think it's got to be a multifactorial approach. The doctor that I know that's got the greatest results with cancer, Dr. James Forsyth in Reno, Nevada, uses the most um, combined group of therapies. He'll take your blood, send it to a genetics lab so they can determine from your blood and grow cancer cells to see in colonies what will inhibit the cancer, whether they use different types of chemo, medications, monoclonals, vitamins, herbs, mushroom extracts. So they're looking to see what, out of all the things that have been used and have been in literature for research against cancer, what works. Then he'll typically do vitamin C IVs three days a week with polyMVA, which is another important um, alpha-lipoic acid com combination. And he'll use a little bit of insulin in an IV to lower your blood sugar so cancer cells receptors open up because they suck up a lot of glucose so they can grow faster than your regular cells. That's Nobel Prize research, the, the Warburg effect. Uh, Dr. Otto Warburg was the one who outlined that in the 1930s. So giving a little bit of insulin lowers your blood sugar, cancer cells open up. Then they give you either meds in tiny doses or nutrients and follow it with a big bolus of glucose so that it gets sucked up into the cancer cell like a Trojan horse. And he has, at present, over 2,000 patients that are stage 4 cancer patients in a trial, in a study, and watching them live, you know, long, healthy, happy lives. I've seen his patients. I've been to his lectures. I've gone to Reno, Nevada, and such. So I know that that works. I've sent patients to him and seen the results. So it's a combination of different things that you have to do to be able to really get the, you know, get a leg up on this, to be able to get a good outcome and result. Thank you, doctor. You're welcome. Thank you for your call. So, of course, patients that come in that have a variety of different issues or conditions, we want to maintain their health and their strength and whatever we can do to do that, which typically does not include drugs, includes vitamins, minerals, we talk about NAD, which is important for every biochemical reaction in your body. There is a way to do sub-Q injections with NAD. Also, IGF-1, the active component of growth hormone. Uh, we're starting a protocol for people that need to lose weight where we're doing the thorough testing, low-carb diet, exercise. And for some that have a hard time, even with the exercise and low-carb diet, there's a peptide called semaglutide that can be done once a week in little tiny injection into the skin sub-Q that can help your body burn sugar and burn fat. So we have a whole protocol for uh, weight control, weight reduction. Uh, let's see who we have next. Did we go to Rachel yet in Manhattan? How are you? Hello? How can I help you? Yeah, hi. How can I help you? Hello. Good, morning. Good day. Uh, I would yes. like to 
first of all, I feel healthy. I'm okay by my age because I could still do my the loan when I got to my to my mother's house. I, I loaned them around the house, but a long time I wanted to speak to you because I would like to have a visit with you. Yeah. I don't think I don't think by phone I could I could get everything that I want to know. But sure. Yeah, that's why we have you call the office to come into the office. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I I want to keep myself healthy. By my age, most people are surprised the things I do, but I'm not surprised myself. Okay. Well, we want you to forget age and just keep your body healthy and strong and function the best you can. You know, certainly um, having a good positive, you know, mental attitude will carry you through and make you strong. And you just need to learn the things that you can't learn, can't learn otherwise. And that would be your testing for your vitamins, minerals, hormones, etc. So realistically, we need to make you as strong as we can. Yeah, just give us a call at the office. We'd love to help you out. Let's go next to Judy. Hi there. Quickly, what's your question? Yes, doctor. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. I have a problem walking. I mean, I went to everybody, you know, pain management. Uh, Do you have problems with your low back, the nerves going down to your legs? And is that affecting the strength of your legs? I believe so. I had two shots in my back recently. It didn't do any good. I went to a surgeon, back surgeon. He said, there's nothing wrong with my well, back. The best thing to do, certainly, and I recommend this, is to come in, bring copies of your prior testing so I can see exactly what's going on, and then take it from there. We see lots of patients that have difficulty walking and try to figure out the neuromuscular components, but that would be the best. Uh, let's quickly go to Terry. Terry, what's your question, real quick? Um, yes, I have an overactive bladder. And uh, they gave me my Bectric, uh, but it didn't do any good. Well, we have any to see whether or not there are neurologic issues coming from your low back. So nerve conduction studies would give us some idea there. Thank you for listening, friends. God bless you all. Have a wonderful day. Call the office, 516-79404, Garden City website, drcalapay.com, C-A-L-A-P-A-I.com. We'd love to help you out. Dr. Calipay is board certified in family medicine, chelation therapy, and anti-aging medicine. Dr. Calipay specializes in and has achieved fellowship certification for stem cell therapy. Dr. Calipay's office number is 516-794-0404. That's 516-794-0404. The proceeding was a paid program. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.